1: feeling about this. Welcome to episode 337 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Hal's Burkhardt.
0: And I'm your host, Will Wind.
1: Hey, hey. And it seems is- like so many. it seems like so few
0: uh
1: well i mean you know like just a few months away from being our seven year anniversary of doing the podcast oh my goodness oh how time
0: flies i know
1: man so many things have happened star wars included and in our lives included you've had two kids in that time exactly um somebody the other day posted And I remember when we talked about it on the podcast, the announcement of the start of production on episode eight, like they did a special video for the first day of shooting. And somebody posted it on Twitter and was like, this shit came out six years ago. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, man. So, uh, and here we are trucking along. Uh, This time next year, we'll be very close to 400 episodes. Man,
0: I can't believe
1: that. I know, man. So, uh, it's just me and Will. Back to the normal Blue Harvest thing. Um, I assume we will be continuing the special guests when Obi-Wan comes out. But this week, I figured we'd catch up on all the little stuff in Star Wars uh, that happened while we were away. Because obviously for the last seven weeks we mainly just uh you know concentrated on the book of Boba Fett so there has been you know and there's definitely been stuff that's happened uh, and we're gonna try to cover some of that and then of course we'll hear from you guys we got some voicemails and some emails to pick uh catch up on so we'll do all that in the meantime what you should do is follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. If you really enjoy the podcast and you want to support us for as little as $3 a month, that's easy enough to do. Just go over and sign up at patreon.com slash Podcast. You'll get access to all the bonus shows we've done, including my immediate reactions to The Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, Bad Batch, of course, I'll be keeping those up as the year progresses with all the Star Wars we're going to be getting. And Hall's Calls, Cooking with Will, uh, Oh No, it's Hall's Solo, Star Wars Year by Podcast, Padula Rasa, Masters of Harvest, Kasi, and the list goes on and on. So once again, uh, Blue Harvest Patreon, and that's patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. And a big shout out to all our patrons including all you new guys who've joined up over the last uh, month and a half or so uh
0: i was going to say anyone that's new i hope you uh i hope you guys enjoy what you found and appreciate you know the incredible amount of work that my man hawes and production value puts into all of our patreon like he hawes blows that out of the
1: water like every day i do my best making
0: content for our our listeners you know we do it for you guys and we really hope that you enjoy it especially our newer ones uh Thank you.
1: Yeah, and like I said, uh, you know, this year uh, specifically is going to be a big one for like doing the immediate reactions because we got so much Star Wars coming this year. And, like, Book of Boba Fett was really just the start of it, so
0: the tip of the iceberg.
1: I got a funny story to tell you before we get. Oh uh, man, I going. can't wait. So Jesse and I signed up for super fast two gig fiber internet, right? And they came to install it today. And uh, they said, like, when you book the appointment, hey, this could take up to four hours. And I was like, there's no way that's going to take up to four hours. It actually ended up taking way longer because (gasps) they had to run the line from sort of far away. It was a whole ordeal. Like, the tech that came out was like, man, this job was so involved that my supervisor told me just to take the rest of the day off when I get done with you guys. Oh, my goodness. So um, there's actually two people that I dealt with. I dealt with a tech, and then there was, like, a customer service agent that came to, like, go over, like, you know, the bill and make sure, you know, we were getting the service we signed up for, et cetera, et cetera, right? Well, that's and nice. She comes in, and she get, she's going over the stuff, and – she notices our cat jet lee on the couch and she goes oh you guys have a cat and i go yeah we've got cats plural and she goes i'm afraid of cats and i was like okay well you don't have anything to be worried about our cats all our cats are super friendly they've never bit anybody they've never scratched anybody like they're just super chill and she was like okay well they still make me nervous and the whole time She's going over the contract and stuff. She just keeps looking over at Jet real nervously. And he's not moving. He's just laying on the couch looking at this lady. It's like, what's up with you, lady? Yeah. And then Walter, literally one of the sweetest cats that's ever existed, doesn't have a mean bone in his body, loves visitors, loves other animals, walks in and sees this lady and meows at her like he greets her. Real mm-hmm. loud, real friendly. You can tell he's excited that there's someone new at the house. And she closes her tablet, like she closes the cover on her tablet, and she goes, okay, we're going to wrap this up now.
0: <laughs> it was She had had enough. Yeah. She was afraid there was going to be another cat coming, which well, could have happened.
1: Well, the other cats she m- probably wouldn't have seen because they're very uh, flighty. She saw the two that were most likely. But I she, know, but if they can smell the fear, that would have know. been the perfect <laughs> oh time for them to show up. Yep. Oh, man. So, yeah, I, you know, obviously it's, it's a foreign concept to me because there is not a mammal on this earth that I don't think I can befriend, right?
0: Right. And, and you know, usually the fear that you come across in the public is the fear of dogs, which I feel is... More justified and more widespread and understandable than necessarily a fear of cats. Like some feline must have bugged out on her bed for her to be scared of cats. Yeah, yeah. That, I I feel like you're That's right. Like, mm, I'm really scared of
1: iguanas. It's Whoa, <laughs> what iguana. A fer- what did an
0: iguana do to you for you to be?
1: I'm a deathly afraid of ferrets. Okay, like <laughs> <laughs> afraid they'll nuzzle
0: into my throat and bite my jugular
1: the uh you're i think you're right it is much more common to be uh afraid of dogs than cats at least that's what i've run into and i get it like me who loves animals i will occasionally come across a real squirrely dog that does make me a little nervous and you know it doesn't help that if a dog is kind of like protective and uh a little weird as it is they see me roll in in a wheelchair something they've never seen before and sometimes that can set them off you know they're just barking like weird weird yep weird what is that weird yep weird exactly man um but yeah this lady did not like cats and poor walter man and then what's funny is like the other guy the guy that was doing the install was the exact opposite because like if there's somebody working on our house, like in the past uh, year, we've had someone here fixing the AC. We had someone here putting in a new water heater, and then today we had someone install an internet, right? Yeah. If there's someone here working on the house, Walter's helping. You know what I mean? Oh, he is wow. all over them, just seeing what's up, man. I'm so am do that. Yeah. Uh, how's your week been, buddy? It's been okay. I mean, uh, it hasn't been bad.
0: I have been experiencing, I mean, knock on wood, you know, Olivia, I had told you had had some sleep issues, like, Mm -hmm. and, uh, it got better for a while. And then all of a sudden it got really worse, like again, and things have been kind of bad, but the last two days they've, she slacked up a little bit. I'm hoping she's done, but it's just, it's like torture sometimes. Like, yeah, the, the getting up and the screaming in the middle of the night, like the sleep training, the. Just the, you know, it's, I think it's a standard 18th month old sleep regression and, you know, just got to make it through. It's just a rough patch, but man, it can be like torture. Like,
1: just, just remind her of this when she grows up and she's like, oh man, I'll cause you know, everybody hits that. I feel like, well, most everybody hits that thing where they're like, boy, I love sleeping.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> the or teenagers Yeah. And I come in and I'm like, wah, wah, <laughs> wah, get up. Daddy, get up.
1: That's yeah. funny. Um, so let's catch up, buddy. We got some stuff to talk about, including the next, presumably the next, uh, Star Wars Disney Plus release, which is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Which I'm means- so excited. I am too. Uh, and it seems like, in a weird way well not in a weird way and obviously a very calculated way uh, I had a brain fart Uh, in a very calculated way as soon as Boba Fett wrapped up you know the Obi-Wan train started slowly gearing up like the very next day they posted the poster and the release date so we have a poster it's really cool And the release date is May 25th of this year. Uh, Significant in a couple of ways. One being, that's the 45th anniversary of Star Wars. Okay. Uh, And secondly, it's the day before Celebration starts. Oh my goodness. So, pretty cool. I think a lot of people were expecting or hoping for a May 4th release. And I don't know why, I think maybe because it was, you know, that it was rumored to be in May and people were like, well, May 4th makes a lot of sense. That's Star Wars Day. But I don't Mm. know why, like, myself included didn't think, oh shit, there's a fairly major anniversary for Star Wars that month, 45th anniversary. So, Mm. uh, yeah, we got a release date, you know, just about three months or so away. And man, I can't wait. I cannot wait to see what that series has in store. See old Ewan back in the role as Obi-Wan. It'll be nice. Like Obviously, it's some of my favorite stuff in Star Wars, but it will be nice to take a little bit of a live-action Disney Plus break from the Mando universe. Explore something a little different, you know? Right.
0: Right. Right now, they hit a home run with the Mando, and
1: that's the wheelhouse they've been working in. Yeah.
0: Which I get, but I'm I'm excited to see another facet.
1: Yeah, and, you know, this year, I mean, we've got, you know, Obi-Wan, we've got Bad Batch Season 2, and we've got Cassian all sort of on deck for this year. Uh, and presumably, Mando Season 3 will at least start by the end of the year so um, right we got a lot of Star Wars coming our way uh, and I'm starting to get pretty hyped for all of it like Boba Fett was the was the thing I needed to not in a bad way but I needed to get past that now Boba Fett's gone and I can actually focus on what's ahead you know yeah and then uh, I will say if you are spoiler Or rumor adverse like it is already time to be kind of careful when it comes to information about obi-wan because that is ramping up at an incredible rate and i don't even seek it out and i'm seeing stuff on my feeds about rumors of this person and that person uh showing up in the show or what roles these people are playing and stuff so I, I a saw plainly. a popular post
0: in a Star Wars subreddit about, y'all, can we please just, like, chill with the Obi-Wan spoilers and leaks and stuff?
1: Yeah. That's it's, exactly what you're talking about. Like, it has been... A plea to everybody to just <laughs> chill the fuck out with that shit. It has just been, like, off the charts. It was almost like uh, everybody was holding this stuff back until uh, Boba Fett wrapped up, and then they <laughs> just, started releasing it you know in the ramp up to obi-wan i don't know but man is there a lot of shit out there um but one thing that came out i i feel like maybe it started circulating yesterday on the 16th or so uh was that there was a rumor that john williams was going to be involved in some way in the obi-wan show uh and then it was reported and then people backed it up and then finally today um uh, i believe it was deadline came out with their own story about it saying that in fact john williams wrote performed and recorded the theme like the main theme for obi-wan uh oh, wow. which i think is really cool uh That's awesome. you know like As much as we can get from John Williams before he decides to fully retire uh, in whatever form that takes. I'll uh, take it. Yeah, man, I'll take it. Like, you know, we got. Hell, I'll take two if you're given. Yeah. Uh, You know, if he's doing, um, you know, he did the sequel trilogy, obviously. He did Han's theme for Solo. He recorded uh, a theme for Galaxy's Edge, and now he's doing Obi-Wan. I just think that's fucking cool, man. To me, of the
0: projects that they have going, Obi-Wan is the no-brainer to get John Williams for. Like, I think Mr. N- is it Knudsen? Uh He worked out really well for The Mandalorian and Boba Fett. Oh, uh, G- uh, Ludwig Gorenson? Gorenson, yeah. not Knudsen. Sorry. Yeah. Gorenson. Knudsen. I-, I thought it was Knudsen for there for a minute. Uh, but... uh yeah, the Obi Wan's a no brainer because I was thinking, what you know, if they would use John Williams for Cassian, and you don't necessarily have to, um, because the music in
1: Rogue One was very different for, for from Michael traditional G-Gino. Star
0: Wars music. Yeah, G-
1: I said it wrong. G- ja- Giacchino. Giacchino. Uh Yeah, so um, I think it's really exciting to have him coming back, and it. The, I agree with you. I think it, this is the perfect one of the series for him to be involved in Mm -hmm. like the music in Mandalorian and book of Boba Fett have been amazing. And I would hope that, you know, they work within that sort of framework for all of those connected shows going forward. But if John Williams is willing to record a theme for Obi-Wan, like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling, you know, having not seen a second of footage, having not seen anything but a poster from this show, that this show and Cassian, I'm getting the feeling are going to be like really up there in terms of uh, production quality and feel of it. Like I I get this feeling that Obi-Wan is going to feel like a, you know, a six part star Wars movie, you know, since it's six episodes, like, or, you know, maybe like three, basically getting an Obi-Wan trilogy in a mini series or something. Yeah. Um, and then Cassian with as much on location shooting, I feel like of all the Disney plus shows so far, it's done the most on location shooting and stuff. I just have a feeling there's going to be, they're going to be really impressive visually and sort of, from a production standpoint. So I can't wait for that. And you add John Williams onto the top of that for, uh, Obi-Wan. And, uh, I think you could be in for something really special.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, speaking of Cassian and speaking of scores, uh, we have, uh, word on who is going to be doing the score for, for Cassian. And that oh, cool. is a, um, composer by the name of Nicholas Brittle. 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 Oh, that's cool. Uh, not familiar... I was kind of hoping it would be Michael Giacchino. Yeah, I think that dude might be...
0: He's big time now, though. Yeah, like, I mean,
1: my dude's he's doing... He's big, big time. Yeah. Started off doing my favorite movie, uh, uh, show of all time, Lost. That He didn't mm-hmm. start off, but that was one of the things he did. And now he's doing, like, Spider-Man and Rogue One... And he's doing uh, the Batman. He's doing the score for the new Batman movie. Um, that looks like it's going to be really good. <laughs> that looks like it's going to be really good. Yeah, I'm going to. Ch- I'm definitely going to check it out. I mean, I love Batman, so um, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, whenever I do end up making that happen,
0: I feel like it's going to be a very different take. On Batman that I may have ever seen before and I'm kind of looking forward to that
1: yeah I don't know Uh, you know it's it's a little hard for me to sort of suss out the tone of this movie like in a weird way it feels like sort of an evolution of like the Nolan movies but I don't know a little grittier it seems more like I don't know. I, it's hard for me to put my my finger on what it is because I can't really figure out the tone, and that's part of what makes it sort of fascinating to me. Granted, I haven't watched you know every clip or trailer or anything. I've kind of just seen the main ones that they. It feels released.
0: like it's not your dad's Batman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is not your daddy's Batman. <laughs> I don't nah, know. No 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 no.
1: I don't know what my daddy's Batman would have technically been like. For uh. What is it? Adam West? Adam, Adam, I,
0: Adam West and... I
1: guess. I guess or that would have been... Yeah. 66? How old would have my dad... My dad would have been a teenager, I guess, in 66. So... Yeah. Yeah. He might have been the Batman and never asked him. Um, So, yeah, we've got... Uh, I So, from what I could understand from the article about John Williams... And Obi Wan, he's not doing the whole show. He's just doing the theme, right. much just like theme he did Obi-Wan for, um, like he did for Solo. So, um, and other than that, I can't really find much uh, information on um, who uh, who's working on Obi Wan. Um, so. Um, now we've talked about future Disney plus shows. Let's talk uh, about an element of star Wars that you and I are both fans of. And that's star Wars video games, baby. Hell yes. Um, so I believe yesterday, the newest expansion for star Wars, the old Republic legacy of the Sith launched. Um, you want to talk about how fucking time flies. That game's been out for 10 years already. Jeez. You know, BioWare's done a really
0: great job, I feel like, running the helm of that.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it's
0: tough. It's a hard time to be a computer MMO right now, I feel like. And they have done a really good job doing it. Actually, it's kind
1: Actually, I don't know that there's a better time. The problem with MMOs is, you know, it's really hard to be successful and last that long. Like, yeah, there is the the list of MMOs that have lasted 10 plus years is way shorter than the list of MMOs that have come out. Petered off and then had their service shut down, you know, um, yeah. I just meant that there's a lot
0: of competition right now. Like, the market is like, got some really quality stuff out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a a fairly new one that came out, uh, maybe this week or last week, called Lost Ark that I'm interested in checking out.
0: That's what I was going to say if you hadn't mentioned it. Um, But it's only for PC, right?
1: As of right now, yeah. It seems like one of those games they could probably pretty easily bring over to console, but for the most part, that's how... uh, mmo de- development goes i feel is it comes out on pc first and then there's a chance you could eventually see a console port um it's very rare that they come out on both pc and console at the same time but mm-hmm. um you know obviously talking about uh, lost ark final fantasy 14 is to me the cream of the crop, the one you have to beat in terms of quality, right? It's, like, the best one out there. Uh, and I'm by far not alone in this sentiment. And then, um, and go ahead. Do the Japanese have a uh, an affinity for the MMO?
0: Don't they, like, make a lot of them?
1: Um, I don't know if it's specifically Japanese, but, like, you know, sort of your eastern countries do have an affinity for them you will see a lot come out of Korea and China and
0: that's right Japan
1: like uh, they're very play one? I call Ragnarok online maybe I think that was might have been Korean oh I don't know when did you play Ragnarok online that's interesting oh
0: man when was this maybe late college at some point
1: right on yeah I remember rag I mean I never played it but I remember the name yeah. Um, but yeah. Your
0: dudes are like little chibi kinda um kinda like Final Fantasy tactics a little bit. Not exactly, but that you know, was the kind of the stylish look to him, I
1: think. You know what you need to do, my dude. Because I am in the process of talking Jesse into starting up a character and playing the old republic with me, since mm-hmm. they've got this huge new update. And you yeah. got that fancy ass new laptop, my dude. I do have a new
0: fancy laptop.
1: Maybe we need to look into seeing if you can play the Old Republic on that, because if you can, it'd be fun. And I think you would. Well, I mean, I know you would like it. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, one of the hallmarks for a long time of Star Wars: The Old Republic were these incredible ass. CG cinematics that they would put out, right? Like there's been several of them and it's been a little while since they released one. Um, and then this week to celebrate the launch of legacy of the Sith, they released a new one and it is fucking awesome. Did you get a chance to check it out?
0: The, the video that you sent me?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That
0: was epic and emotionally evoking.
1: Yeah, like That
0: is incredibly well done.
1: Yeah, and I want to give a shout-out to our buddy Alex over at the Black Series Rebels who co-wrote that cinematic. Oh, Um, that's so crazy awesome. Yeah, man. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. That's awesome. He's been doing some, like, uh, I don't want to get it wrong, but I believe he's written a couple of uh, things for, like, PUBG and Elder Scrolls Online. So, you know, he's been sort of working his way up. Uh, and landed a Star Wars gig. That shit is awesome.
0: That's amazing.
1: But yeah, man, uh, they're, they're sort of known for these cinematics, and this one just continues that trend in an amazing way, I think, and looks incredible. I would love a full series or uh, animated movie done in that CG style Mm mm-hmm who would that excite me whoa who would i be excited it would be really cool the
0: story of the padawan and then seeing the different points of view of how she was taken like Mm -hmm. that's crazy that's what i want to see though you want to see the struggle of light side and dark side in somebody yeah and the
1: big fucking crazy device that they're fighting over and yeah, the lightsaber battles look fucking cool, and
0: you know the lightsaber battles looked well choreographed. Mm-hmm.
1: It seemed like they
0: choreographed something in real life and then made it instead of kind of. Do you know what I mean? Instead of kind of within the
1: engine choreographing something, does that make sense? Yeah, I kind of get what you're saying.
0: Instead of like making the the character model and then trying to emulate its movements it feels like they based that off actual choreography and it
1: was tight it might it was a really good i don't know there's a chance it could have been motion captured you know there is um i don't know i don't really know what goes into making those Uh, and i could be totally
0: wrong somebody could have done that from scratch and if they are they did that's very impressive it is it's very impressive
1: (laughs) so yeah i'm really excited um I've been kind of waiting because this this new update sort of refreshes the game in a lot of ways. And I've been waiting for it. It was supposed to come out towards the end of last year. And then, you know, covid shit uh, Mm. delayed it by a couple of months. So the plan is for Jesse and I to jump in and create new characters and play. And look, guys, we could start a Blue Harvest Guild on a server we could all fucking hang out in Star Wars The Old Republic. It'd be a good time just throwing that out there. My, just saying. Yeah. It could happen. My uh, my one thing is, though, I have a big game coming out next week, Elden Ring. So, a big game coming out and limited time to play video games. So, I would probably need to wait until after I finish Elden Ring, and then we could find, fire up... Um, the old republic but on the the bright side that would give them time to like you know work on any bugs do some patches for all the new content and stuff so it wouldn't be the worst thing
0: dude Hawes is so on top of it finding time to play video games is
1: like the holy grail playing Bro. video games with Hawes, but i try buddy i and it's it's not for lack of wanting to trust me oh i know it's just, uh, i'm a, i got a lot of you are a busy, busy man. I got a lot of man stuff of going business. on. Man business. I, you know, some people, they fantasize about like, oh, if I won the lottery, I'd travel all over the world. You know, I'd know, you know, I'd probably just sell my house. I'd be traveling so much. Me, I fantasize about living, winning the lottery and just staying home for like a year. You know what I mean? playing some video games, resting up. Of course, I'm going to do some traveling. You know, Japan, number one on the list. But, like,
0: shoo. Oh,
1: well, yeah, all the things that you would want to do.
0: You know, if the stereotype is true that the children of wealthy people often become artists because they don't have to worry about means, like, that would be great if we could all turn towards art like what made us passionate and like what we could you know if we didn't have to worry about paying rent i
1: don't like, know <laughs> i don't know if staying home and playing video games is considered turning towards art <laughs> it's consuming it you know uh, um, it's
0: consum i mean i don't know one one could make the argument that you know to enjoy cinema is to turn to art and therefore
1: it's just a different medium of You know, entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I totally get that. Um, But the newest update to uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic isn't the only Star Wars video game news that's out there. So, EA, okay, current exclusive uh, exclusive holder of the Star Wars video game license that expires next year, uh, announced basically that. They're putting the entire Star Wars ball in Respawn's court, right? Respawn, okay. Respawn Entertainment, of course, is the division. They're a studio under EA. They made Jedi Fallen Order, which I think is easily the best-received EA Star Wars game. I've enjoyed them all, but I think it's easily the one that was best-received. Um, so not only did they confirm... That they're well into development in the next game in that series, in the Jedi Fallen Order series. Uh, and the rumors are that it's, as of right now, slated to come out by the end of this year, which is very cool. Uh, of course, you know, given all the turmoil in the video game in- industry with delays and COVID related issues and stuff. It could end up getting pushed further. It could end up getting pushed to 2023. But right now, it seems like they're shooting for the end of this year. So they confirmed that that's been in the works. This is something that should be no surprise. You know, there were listings for them looking to hire people to work on the next one and all this. But this is their first sort of official confirmation. And then they also announced that Respawn is also working on an unnamed first-person shooter set in the Star Wars universe. And they're also working on a strategy game uh, featuring some of the former developers of the XCOM series. Oh, wow. So not only does EA have three new Star Wars games sort of in the pipeline, they're all being headed up by different divisions under respawn dude titanfall fans are so mad at star wars fans (laughs) right now hey man like look i get it i loved the titanfall games but they didn't perform like you know what i mean like if if they had sold on the level of a star wars game or even something slightly less uh popular we would be seeing more uh, titanfall games like I'm so looking forward to these Star Wars games, especially
0: another first-person shooter. That'd be going to be
1: tight. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Of the three, it's the one I'm least interested in, just because we've gotten shooters in Star Wars. That's the most common thing we've gotten from Star Wars in the last several years. So I'm very excited for a Jedi Fallen Order sequel. And a Star Wars strategy game, we haven't gotten a Star Wars strategy game in so long. So so long. So if they can pull off a really tight. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it being really cool. I feel like Battlefield is a great
0: example of like the class based Star Wars stuff. And it is a shooter, but it, it I don't feel like it hit that sweet first person shooter sweet spot that Star Wars really can.
1: Does that make sense? I mean, I kinda get it. I definitely kinda get it, but it's at the end of the day. You know, a shooter is kind of a shooter. Not say, look, uh, when you just you do not care for the shooter, buddy. In general, I, buddy, I spend my weekend video game time playing Halo. True, I, I don't but, care for the shooter. I don't well, care I for don't, Call you of don't, Duty. You won't touch a Call of Duty. That's but, but I guess that's what because I mean. Call of Duty is doo doo lame. It's nothing mm. but a fucking. Uh, recruitment tool for the fucking U.S. Don't get me started on Call of Duty, William.
0: I mean, You're not that's the like... state of things at the moment. You're not incorrect, but there was a time when it was pretty good.
1: When that it was, we're when, no longer there. When it was like, hey, play this, and then ship your ass off to Afghanistan, you dummy. <sighs> it's going to be just like playing this game. <laughs> Don't get me started on Call of Duty, Will. I spent I spent a lot of money getting Battlefield. And that turned out to be doo doo feces. So uh, I think. Do you're... you know? I've been
0: playing some Battlefield lately, just trying to straighten uh, it out. Take my you? vitamins. I'm eating my spinach. You know, like I'm, like gagging as it goes down. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm like I'm 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 determined to get my money's worth, and I'm like I'm I'm I'm. I'm lying to myself consciously that this is going to get better like they're going to fix this shit like and i'm gonna i'm gonna enjoy it like and i want to be good at it when i get to enjoy it but it's not i'm probably banging my head against the wall dude i I i experienced my first couple bugs playing last night and it
1: was mildly frustrating i think uh the best approach to that game uh and it's the approach i plan to take is to check up on it occasionally you know what i mean i
0: want it to be good I do too. so bad i feel like maybe i just haven't put enough
1: hours in nope. for it to be good yet nope. like no no that's
0: no sir that's not maybe how maybe i supposed haven't to work. unlocked <laughs> enough cool shit that no. it's fun yet like maybe no. i need to smash my face against this controller a couple more times
1: and just be a fucking bullet sponge and then it'll get fun right but when i come like i love shooters Like, the only one I don't particularly like is Call of Duty. I mean, it's sweaty, and there is
0: no health. Like, it's like one-shot death no matter what. That's not even
1: that. I just think, for the most part, Battlefield being the exception, modern military shooters are lame. That's just not my interests. You put a fucking Doom guy in there, the OG shooter, I'll fucking play it. You give me you let me play as Gordon Freeman, a scientist fighting aliens. You put me in the role of like a rebel trooper or stormtrooper. You make me a Spartan in in fucking superhuman armor. Yeah, sign me up, buddy. I'm all I think about it, it has a lot to do with the quality of the campaign, just
0: to be honest. Like, and I know like the multiplayer or whatever, but like honestly, like what can endure a game or one of those like you're talking about is the quality of the campaign. And like some of those original Call of Duties, like, you know, Call of Duty Modern Warfare had a great campaign. That campaign was kick-ass with price and all that other shit. Like, um, some of
1: them have devolved over the time to be ridiculous, but, you know. I, look, peace and love. Peace and love. I am all about you play what you want to play. Uh, mechanically, I'll say the Call of Duty campaigns were tight. Were tight. Like, I can't even deny that. Like, if of any enjoyment I've gotten out of a Call of Duty has been from the campaign. Yeah. Um, but on the whole, of the ones I've played or seen played, uh, it seemed like, and, and obviously this could be what you're talking about as far as devolving, a little bit of Edgelord garbage, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm talking about. Um, I'll tell you, Battlefield Bad Company 2 had a kick-ass campaign. Yeah. that for some reason, sticks with me. Like that gold heist and shit. Like that was cool. Like I, I, that sticks with me. Like, but I remember that.
1: Once again, I'll be very excited for this Star Wars first-person shooter whenever it materializes. Cause who knows? You know, mm-hmm. obviously, Jedi Fallen Order is up first, and then you know who knows how things progress past that. I'll be very excited. I'll play the shit out of it, but it is the most explored uh, genre of Star Wars game. I feel like I
0: thought that was flight simulators,
1: but oh no, flight simulators. We've gotten, we've definitely gotten a handful of them, but Star Wars first-person shooters. You know, uh, I I would even argue that something like, um. Obviously, it's not in first person, and it's not uh, your standard shooter layout, but something like the old Rogue Squadron games, to me, veers closer to a first person shooter, or a shooter game in general, than uh, a flight simulator. Like, to me, flight Mm. simulators would be like, you know, X-Wing, TIE Fighter, X-Wing Alliance, star star fighters that came out a couple years ago mm-hmm. um but i would be you know like i said i'll be totally excited for it it's just of the three a strategy game getting to play who i, I, I mean, assume that, get to play Calcastus, you know i assume that's going to continue his story on from the first game <clears throat> but and then that's not even counting the open world game that ubisoft is working on that uh they announced right so i have a feeling it's finally going to open up like we get past next year and the ea exclusivity runs out uh i think things are really going to open up and that's also not including the new lego star wars game that comes out in a couple of months that looks Pretty cool. It's been delayed about a billion times, but it looks pretty cool. I would like to play Rogue Squadron with you again at some point. I feel like we didn't play that enough. I feel There's Just so many other cool games came out. I guess it just got buried. Squadrons? I, I am 100% <clears> down <throat> to play that again. 100% down. That was one of those realize. things where I felt like maybe I liked it more than other people. And then other people were like, eh, let's go do something else and i was like yeah, well right. have fun with that guys because i'm flying an x-wing <laughs> but yeah i would definitely throw down on some yeah, squads. hit me up for some of that if you want to because uh, i need to play more of that because it was enjoyable it was i still have it installed on my uh on my Xbox. As do I. I have it on my new one yeah and i think it's got some sort of um xbox series x enhancement to it so oh that's cool I, I feel like every time I go and look at my list of games, like when I'm like, oh, shit, time to call the herd so I can install something, you know, uh, immediately I'm like, well, I'm not uninstalling the Star Wars game. <laughs> what am I, right. a fucking idiot? <laughs> 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 um, but uh, when I go to look at it, I feel like there is because there's like a little thing in the corner that will signify if it has like a Series X and S uh, upgrade. And I feel Mm. like that is one that does. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. So we talked about Obi-Wan. We talked a little bit about Cassian. We talked about Star Wars video games. And I feel like I'm forgetting something. Oh, check this shit out. Apparently, and this comes from a couple of different sources... Um, including Deadline, the Book of Boba Fett finale had a thirty percent, 36% higher viewership than the Mandalorian Season 2 finale. Really? And if that is accurate, then I don't know, maybe we will get a Season 2 a Book of Boba Fett. I think we will. I sure hope so, buddy. You know me, I sure hope so. Because after season three of Mando, they're
0: going to need something in the Mando universe. Well, then they'll have Ahsoka. See, that's the is, thing. Does that count as the Mando universe, though? Yes,
1: absolutely. Or is Ahsoka and Thrawn a different thing? I think, no, I think it definitely counts. I think the fact that Ahsoka showed up in Mando season two and in um, Boba Fett, I wouldn't be surprised if she makes an appearance in Mando season three especially if her show is sort of next up after Mando. Um, Yeah, when they announced Ahsoka and Rangers of the New Republic and all that stuff, it was all under this connected Mandalorian banner. That's kind of why I think um, Thrawn might end up being like the big bad. That's exactly what I was going to
0: say. I was like, that means either Thrawn or the taking back of mandalore are going to be the avenger level threat that makes everybody assemble if not they're if they're both not directly tied together
1: yeah that's kind of what i wonder is like (sighs) will they be like will both of those things be uh related in some way um i don't know i don't know moff gideon's got to come in there somewhere yeah, I think Moth Gideon will definitely play a role and will be back. Um for one, like I I mean, you didn't kill him, so of course it it's always possible for him to come back. And like, how can you not continue to use uh Giancarlo Esposito? He is so awesome. Like
0: And so kick ass in that role.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so um we'll follow this next one right uh under like take this with a grain of salt don't put all your eggs in this basket but there are starting to be these whispers and these rumors of some sort of post-sequel trilogy plans right Ooh, that's tantalizing. It is tantalizing, right? And when mm, that wits the lips. Ooh, it's like a big old plate of spaghetti <sighs> with like a big yeah. old garlic bread and a little Caesar salad on the side. Ooh, <laughs> buddy, you know that's that's one of my favorite meals. A little Caesar salad. Is it really? A little spaghetti with like a real meaty sauce and some fucking garlic bread. Woo Well, I know what I'm making the next time we come to visit. Sheesh. I'ma hold you to that. Um, and, you know, I feel like there have been rumors and rumblings, like nothing concrete. Um, but the biggest one that I've seen came within the last couple of weeks and it comes from a report, a former variety reporter by the name of Joanna Robinson. Uh, she currently works for a site called the ringer and on their podcast, she says she's heard that Lucasfilm is building up to tell stories about a new Jedi order that finally learns that attachments aren't the worst thing in the world. Like um uh this would be obviously post-sequel trilogy. You would have to imagine that this is probably the Jedi Order that Ray and Finn probably build together post-episode 9. So it is interesting. She also says, like, she does have a caveat that, like, you know, you could... There's a ton of ideas that have floated around Lucasfilm that have never come to fruition. And the same could happen to this, obviously. But it at least seems like if she's if she's right and and what she's hearing at least is correct that they're starting to think about that sort of thing and i i think that's pretty fucking exciting personally yeah absolutely it is and especially considering this is this is what i was saying i can't remember if i said it here or on the patreon thing like you know i still have some issues with the whole Luke making Grogu choose thing in um, Book of Boba Fett just because, like we discussed, it seems slightly out of character for where I at least imagined Luke to be post Return of the Jedi. But I was also willing to like wait and see where it goes, see what, what answers they give us leading going forward. And if this is all part of some grand plan to establish that and then you know however far in the future have a, uh, a sequel trilogy that has like a really kick ass version of the the Jedi Order that has seemingly earn, learned from the mistakes of the past I don't know man I think that's pretty fucking cool personally
0: I mean, I, I think it's possible that Luke was experimenting with those ideas of letting, you know, it's okay to form attachment. Um, you know, clearly asking Grogu what he wanted. You know, he didn't forbid the attachment, he just told him that that was the path he had to follow if he chose um, <clears throat> the attachment. So that off the bat's a progression from an old school Jedi. And then we know old school Luke was so hurt by the betrayal and situation with Kylo Ren, that he forgave all attachment, including attachment to the Force. He severed yeah. himself from everything, including the Force.
1: Right, but I, I, I don't know. It just, you know, given how Luke's attachment to his dad, and, and at least to the idea of his dad, and who his dad was before he became Darth Vader, was a crucial component, in him help bringing Anakin back to the light side, you know, you kind of figure that he would maybe not view attachment so harshly, I guess. Um, but like I said, but you do this, have to listen to it and allow
0: it. You know, he listened to that attachment instinct, and I think that's what he gives Grogu the opportunity to do
1: as well. Right, and I, but I don't think, uh, by the way, that like the previous Jedi Order would just like, like the Jedi Order of the prequels wouldn't be like, you can't have attachment. And uh, if you do, we're just going to force it out of you. Like they, they probably would have not like maybe kick out is a harsh term to, to, uh, call what Luke did with Grogu. I wouldn't say he kicked him out. He just kind of sent him back to his dad. But I think the prequel era Jedi would have done the same thing. Like they would have expelled you from the Jedi order if you couldn't break some sort of attachment. But as I've said, how many questions have we had in the mando so far where we're like what, what are these motherfuckers talking about not being able to take their helmets off right mm-hmm. and right. then eventually we got that answer or so on and so forth all these things that come up i'm totally willing to see where they want to give us these answers and clearly you know with future seasons of the mando and ahsoka and so on and so forth we got plenty of time for answers just requires that's what i was going to
0: say I almost guarantee the next time we see Luke Skywalker, there will be some mention of why, you know, he, he let Grogu make that choice.
1: Oh, I think so. Because if I had to guess, um, and I'm really prepared to be wrong on this because I would not have guessed that we would see him so quick as we did. But if I had to guess the next time we see Luke will probably be the Ahsoka series. And I would imagine it comes up the next time he and Ahsoka meet, where she's like, "Hey, where's your little buddy?" And he's right. like, well, well, let me tell you, you know, I, I, I think you're right. I think, you know, we just gotta wait a little while." Yeah. Um, so before we move on to hearing for our hearing from our friends, uh, I did want to tell you this funny thing that happened on Star Wars Twitter Sunday during the Super Bowl. I don't know how people figure it out. Maybe it's just because somebody tweets, you know, hashtag Star Wars, and then there's a weird emoji. Right? But as the Super Bowl was going on, um, people discovered that if you did hashtag Star Wars, it would do an emoji of uh, a goat in a Stormtrooper outfit and people were like oh shit you guys this has to mean we're getting something star wars related during the super bowl and you know the the goddamn super bowl all right is the most commonly speculated star wars thing where it's like going back to the force awakens with the super bowl in 2015 people were like Oh shit, you guys were gonna get a Star Wars trailer. There was no Star Wars trailer, <laughs> and this continues ad nauseum, buddy. Like every to time, this day, to this day, people are like, "Oh shit, you guys, Star Wars trailer at the Super Bowl." It actually paid off once. We, I think they did the first teaser for Solo during the or Super Bowl,
0: even the Force Awakens. Maybe
1: no, no, the first no? first Force Awakens teaser was at celebration and then the first full trailer was Monday night football the following fall the fall like you know whatever it was August or September before the movie came out Um, so it was during football just not uh, the force awakens football (laughs) so everybody starts freaking out and then it hits and what hits is a Disney plus commercial where they're talking about, they have all the goats. You know, the greatest of all greatest of all time of entertainment. So there's a bunch. That's of what properties. the kids are saying. Yeah, they've got a bunch of goats dressed up like different characters from all their pop properties. You know, Pixar movies, Star Wars, Marvel, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It was just funny to see because, like, look, I saw that goddamn goat in the Stormtroop. You Ooh, sure she t- got you. She got me she a got little you. bit. She got me a little bit. I was a half gut. She looks like a pretty uh, medieval peasant lady wearing the dress she's wearing right now. She's yeah. a surprise, sir. Buy from my bread cart. <laughs> she scared the shit out of me. Um, I saw that goddamn goat emoji on Twitter and I was like, I don't trust that fucking goat. I do not trust that goat to pay off Dude, in, goat in any big way. Oh, I love goats. Love goats think goats are fucking awesome you give me the opportunity to have a pet goat in my backyard in fact um i guess it was about a year ago goose and amanda had two goats oh that's cool and they were kylo and ren oh that's
0: even cooler
1: and so we go over to their house and you know me i'm like hey man i need to see the goats and then goose goes man you don't want to see them goats they ain't friendly goats.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
1: So imagine my disappointment. And then um, he got rid of the goats. Because I, I, I'm pretty sure, I i don't want to misspeak, but I'm pretty sure Goose got the goats solely to eat some of the vegetation in the back of his yard to clear it out. Like he oh, basically cool. got a good idea. sentient lawnmowers and landscapers for a little while. He
0: borrowed somebody's
1: goat. <laughs> hey, man, can I borrow goats for a couple months? Are they hungry? Because <laughs> I got lost for them bitches to eat. Um. So, uh, yeah. But those goat emojis, fuck those goats. Real goats, all day, every day. Let me hang out with some goats. Uh, You want to talk to some of our friends, hear what they have to say? Yeah. Yeah, let's jump you into You know what it. they're going to say? You are a goat. No, they're going to say, like, Oh, you're fucking stupid. You got bummed because Boba Fett wasn't in the Boba Fett show for a couple of episodes you dummy not anybody now I don't think so either I'd be very surprised all right uh, here we go
0: Kia D Kia
1: D Cockhead
2: the only Jedi master who can crash box Kia D Cockhead running around
1: Stud. he loves to split chicks with his pun KD, Cockhead. Cockhead to stroke his cone and suck on his balls KD, Cockhead what you gonna do when he comes on you now he's a Jedi Council stooge,
0: but he'll be plump and spooge tomorrow Cockhead Blue Herbst, Cockhead, Cockhead. Harsberger, Cockhead, Will we
1: Hey, if you would like to send in a voicemail or an email, it's easy enough to do, just send it to blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. Um and specifically this week we're gonna be catching up a little bit with you guys because we got so many correspondences that we couldn't do them all last week. So let's start it off with our buddy Josh.
2: Hello there, Hawes and Will and Steel. Um this is uh your internet pal Josh Wright, Mr. Deep Cut. Um mm-hmm. I had some thoughts and then um, a question regarding the book of Boba Fett finale. Um, first of all, overall, I found the fin- finale very satisfying and enjoyable. Um, I loved all the action. Um, I loved how it seemed to build up to the big uh, moments with the Rancor versus the droids. Um, I thought Amy Sedaris's performance was fun um, and really good all the way, um, all the way through. Um, I also liked how, um, Favreau and, um, Rodriguez kind of bookended the, um, the series with tributes to stop motion Kings. Uh, you know, there was the, uh, kind of Ray Harryhausen esque sand Kraken in the first episode. Um, and then the last episode, the clear tribute to, uh, King Kong with the Rancor climbing the tower. Uh, stretching its arm out and Mando flying around. I, I thought that was really fun. I like it when filmmakers can kind of give nods to uh, the pioneers that came before them. I think it's really cool. Um, one thing I think that the sequel, area, sequel era materials haven't done a great job of is uh, tying up loose ends always. Um, I thought the Book of Boba Fett, however, did a great job of tying up loose ends, by and large. Uh, But there was one exception, I thought. Um, The New Republic. Um, I really would have liked to have seen them more in the finale. Um, And, you know, if they're aware enough of Tatooine to pull Mando over for for buzzing a space bus, why aren't they aware enough to be concerned about the Pikes attempting to take over the planet? And that didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, I know we were probably going to get a lot of, um, stories, uh, with Carson Tiva and whoever else they got, um, on deck, um, in the Rangers of the New Republic show, um, which is now apparently not happening. Um, but as things stand now, what do you guys think? Um, what do you think about how the New Republic, um, has been handled, um, in the Mandoverse, as it were, so far? Um... And how do you see them being involved with the story going forward? Um, as always, thank you for the great podcast. I know you are keeping it clean, and you know, may the it. force be with you.
1: Um, so <laughs> I think the they've done some interesting stuff with the New Republic. You know, when you think like the fact that Carson Teva has shown up so much, like that's he's now officially a reoccurring character in these series. Um, And then, you know, we get, like, that prison ship from the one episode of Mando season one. And then we see Bill Burr's character on the planet where he's, like, working off his sentence. I don't know. Getting scrap metal off of blown up TIE fighters and shit. You remember what I'm talking about, Will? Yeah, I do. Um, So I do think... They've done some cool stuff. I would love to see more New Republic stuff, and that is a shame about the uh, Rangers of the New Republic getting canceled. I think you could real easily retool that show. Just because someone was a like, just because someone was a dickhead and you had to let them go, doesn't mean you couldn't retool it and yeah, do it something with cool. Doesn't mean you have to scrap the
0: entire project. Like, was it so toxic that you couldn't touch that project all of a sudden? Was it
1: radioactive? Well, I mean, clearly one person was, but you fucking, you, you gave them the door. You showed them that's the door. What I meant. You said, Does like, that don't
0: let the... the entire project. Does that make the entire project radioactive that you had to do that?
1: I wouldn't think so.
0: Like, I mean, I, I, that's what I say, I don't think so either. But again, I'm, I'm not making those decisions in a Lucasfilm board. Let's be honest.
1: I think the end product moving it away from that actress and that character has the potential to be way stronger because fucking shitty opinions and actions aside, she's an awful actress. (laughs) So like, I think you could really put together a strong fucking Rangers of the new Republic show and have Carson Teva be uh, a central character you could have Hera in it and that would be fucking cool man like I don't know maybe Hera they're holding off to be more involved in the Ahsoka show but uh, I think it could be real cool having her involved in the Rangers of the New Republic now they did say Kathleen Kennedy when when, in the interview where she was sort of talking about Rangers of the New Republic not happening anymore, is um, that the stories that they were developing for that will end up being folded into the other series. So hopefully, as things go forward, we get some more cool New Republic stuff. Uh, and I think we will. I think, honestly, things are going to, progress to the point where the new republic has to get more involved in the story if things keep escalating the way they are right
0: yeah yeah you would think
1: but uh they can't continue to be
0: a non element yeah, because it makes you think what the fuck are they doing in, the,
1: you know, are they even governing a galaxy? Yeah, um, and, and clearly they are. Like there's references yeah, and like, stuff, like
0: but it, like every time you've mentioned like we clearly see their government and so like they clearly exist. I we may just be taking that for granted cuz maybe they don't think anybody wants to see political intrigue. You know, you really have to have action going on
1: else the new republic is you know, boring. Like well nobody
0: wants to see traffic stops and shit. Yeah,
1: that's all we've kind we've only kind of seen fucking cop activity so far, yeah. to be honest. So I would like to see some other stuff and you oh, know for prison ship. Yeah, like like I would really and I think we will, you know. I'm sure we will. Um it just seems to be sort of building to that. But I think there's some really cool stories you could tell. Um, if you start involving the New Republic in the story, the New
0: Republic may aid Mando in the retaking of Mandalore.
1: They could, they could, they could, uh, you know, I mean, provide any 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 kind of backing. Obviously, Luke is pretty separate from the New Republic at this point. But if they do eventually end up bringing in Han or something, I don't see how. Also, eventually, the New Republic doesn't get involved.
0: I was about to say, the New Republic, Leia doesn't really go underground from the New Republic until...
1: Way closer to, way closer to The Force Awakens. Like, she's in, you know, they have that book, Bloodlines, that I think is like six or seven years before The Force Awakens, and she's still way involved in the New Republic, so... okay. Um, you know who would be fucking rad to see show up in one of these shows that just popped into my head? Who's that? Fucking Admiral Akbar.
0: Oh, yeah. That yeah. would be cool. All
1: right, let's uh, move on to the next one. Next up, we have... Uh, our buddy Corey. Different Corey than from last week. He says, Hey, guys, just got done with the episode 6 review. I've been speculating since Grogu was introduced to man in Mando season one, that I think he is, he's the Mandalorian. Now that the dark saber is in play and Din clearly can't wield it. And he also, at least as it seems has had his Mandalorian status stripped. It would be cool to see the dark saber go full circle back into the hands of a Jedi. Plus a Beskar helmet with a cute ass Grogu ears would be fucking awesome. Now, I've seen people theorize this, and I don't think it's necessarily that far off base, but <laughs> Grogu is not going to—it's going to it's gonna be a little while before we see Grogu, like— here's,
0: here's what I think will happen.
1: Okay. You will get the Grogu
0: Darksaber reveal, episode 10.
1: Oh, like, you- like the next movie trilogy. Yeah, Yeah, because he's got to grow up some before. I mean, little fella ain't even talking yet. Like, you know what I mean? So for him to take on. Now, do I think he isn't? I think he will be considered a Mandalorian. I do think uh, Corey is probably correct with that. I did
0: not think about that, but it's entirely possible.
1: Entirely. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, for him to really sort of take on any sort of, you know, Serious role as, like, I don't know, like the Mandalore, the leader of Mandalorian, the Mandalorians or something. He's going to have to grow up a little bit. It ain't going to be a baby. It ain't going to be a child king. <laughs> I'll Advise this council, I will. But Mandalorian, I am first. I wonder when, because it will happen. Like, who knows how long it'll be from now. Maybe it'll be decades from now. But eventually, we will see a grown up Grogu sometime. Or at least an older Grogu, uh, and I wonder if they will have him spot uh, talk in uh, Riddle speak in in Yoda's speech pattern. I don't know how you couldn't.
0: I mean, you don't have to make that decision, but that speech pattern is so ingrained with that
1: character. Mm-hmm. But it do doesn't
0: you, have to be with the species. I don't I think it does either.
1: You know, that's kind of what I was wondering: is it, it could it could just be a Yoda thing?
0: It makes you feel like you're going to have to explain why Yoda spoke like that, if no one else does. But you don't have to. You you can just leave it
1: to the mystery of time. Just like we'll probably never know Yoda's species name. Um, Yeah, there's some things you can just, you don't have to explain.
0: That and, quite clearly, Grogu is not growing up with his species. And therefore would not be able to learn that speech pattern, if it were.
1: Oh, I didn't even consider that. Yeah. That's interesting. <clears throat> All right. Uh, next up we have our buddy, Sam. Howdy halls. Will. wow. What a season. It has its ups and downs, but I'm so glad we got the story that we did. This season showed the relationship b- between Boba and Finnick at times. Do you guys think they're together off camera? or we, or are they just friends? It also seems this episode set up Pelly and major, McC- <laughs> Mayor McCheese's Mo- major domo. Do you think they're a thing? We better be shipping all these characters. I'm just kidding, and I don't ship characters, but it's just something seemed like something they were setting those that they were setting up. If we get a season two, would we see the Major Jomo working for Boba still? On Wednesday, there was also the Hasbro Star Wars reveal panel for upcoming products. They still haven't released images of that Kiadi Mundi figure, but he has to be on the way. Are they any collectibles that you all have been looking to get or that you bought during the run of Book of Boba Fett that you may not have otherwise purchased? Thanks for a great show, and I'll catch you next time. Best wishes, Sam. Um, you know, I kind of was going into the Book of Boba Fett thinking that Finnick and Boba were going to be an item, but I don't think they are. I didn't see anything... Uh, between them that would lead me to believe that they're anything but like business partners with like a lot of respect for each other.
0: That's what I was about to say. I think what holds them together is they both got business hard ons and they, you know, that's what they like. They like business and they like doing business and they like doing
1: business with each other. And they came from like a similar background and you know, they kind of like this idea of, of doing it their way instead of following some jackass. So (sighs) yeah, um, you know, I do feel I, like the series could have used a little bit more Fennec Shan because she's so awesome. Um, but I mean,
0: yeah.
1: I, th- I i I thought there was a
0: lot of her in it, and I loved what I got. You know, but I do feel like it would be cool to see Boba Fett save her skin somehow. You know, she does a lot of orchestrating and kind of saving the day. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be cool for. I think Finnick Shand is assumed dead, right? And therefore is kind of off the radar. What if she pops back up on someone's radar and Boba Fett stomps some syndicate ass?
1: I mean, that would be cool. I mean, you are ignoring the fact that he did kind of save her ass with picking her up and getting her a robo tummy. But I would like to see him do the classic run-in save the day thing and and uh pay her back because she saved his ass quite a few times at this point too any excuse to use knee rockets i'm there yeah um i do like uh, finnick and you know i think i i honestly do feel that you know whenever you get a chance to watch the series back there's not as much finnick as you think thinking really yeah and she's there's a large chunk of it not featuring that she's not featured in, in the finale. Like when she's going off to, you know what she goes to do very cool. And I thought really well executed, but it was sort of at the cost of her, um, being in the show as much. Uh, I just hope we do get a season two. And if we do, I definitely expect the mayor's major Domo to be a character. Um, I think forward.
0: he's going to work for Pele.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel that. That's probably what's going to happen is like, for some fucking reason, Mando's going to be like, I got to go back to Tatooine. And he's going to pull in and they're going to be hanging out together. They're a couple now and they're like. And she's going to verbally abuse him exactly the way she
0: does the droids and he'll love it.
1: <laughs> um, now, as far as any Book of Boba Fett merch that I purchased. Look, this is the thing. I'm a sucker for Boba Fett merch. This is the other thing. There's not really any Book of Boba Fett merch out to buy right now. So, so so far, you know what I bought? A Book of Boba Fett shirt that has the logo on it. Um, And that's it. I have pre-ordered some stuff, but that stuff doesn't come out until, like, late this year or next year. So... Because Hasbro kind of sucks, <laughs> there hasn't really been much Boba Fett stuff to get. Um, and it sucks because you want to talk about something that would have activated my impulse purchase <laughs> gene. Let me go into a store and see Mando's new Naboo Starfighter vehicle sitting on the shelf. That's coming home with
0: me. Oh, man. I didn't even (laughs) think about that. That's going to be sweet as hell.
1: Yeah, they've already revealed the Lego set for it. Um, Mm. So, uh,
0: I may pick that up just for myself to build at night after the kids go to bed. Yep. Squirrel it away in my closet. Set it up high on the shelf. You ain't getting this.
1: Okay, let's uh, see my ship. (laughs) We got two more emails. This one's from our buddy James Yarko. Hey, Halls and Will. Long time since I've written or called, but Halls dropping his Han prediction inspired me to drop a super bold prediction of my own. First off, I really enjoyed Book of Boba Fett overall. There were some parts I wasn't super high on, but as an overall show, I thought it was great definitely see season two happening i love that optimism my bold prediction is way early but it's for the ahsoka show we know the premise is that she and sabine are on the search for ezra i'm guessing between now and then uh season three of the mandalorian will show the return of gideon after he escapes republic forces and continues his quest for grogu so now back to ahsoka when Ezra is found with Thrawn, Thrawn is placed in custody to be incarcerated for his war crimes as part of the Empire. However, he learns of Gideon's pursuit and he says that there is a rivalry between the two. In exchange for his release to turn home, return home to the Chiss, he tells Ahsoka to take him to the Mandalorian and he will assist with his tactical expertise to eliminate Gideon once, for, once and for all then he will return to the unknown reasons regions and never be heard from again. Let me know what you guys think of my cock duty speculating. we all know it's wishful thinking that I can find a way to get more thrawn, but I think it would be cool to see the chess match between the two former Imperials as always. Thanks for always putting out an awesome, awesome content. Even though I don't write in often, I'm always listening. Thanks all. Thanks buddy. um, So, you know what's interesting about his question is friend of the podcast, Aaron Boyd, had a similar thought to James where we were talking on Twitter and he was like, I kind of feel like I wonder if Thrawn really would be the big bad. And it's an interesting thing to sort of explore. Um, I don't know why, but personally, I've always kind of wondered if Gideon was in some way associated with or already working with Thrawn. Not so much of a rivalry, but that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sort of an a anti-hero turn for Thrawn, huh?
0: It would be interesting. Now, I don't know. Ahsoka would tolerate it if she were around. But if she's off somewhere, then she has no say.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, uh... But,
0: what you if know, the Mandalorian somehow twists Thrawn to help him overthrow Mandalore? But, like... Uh, with his tactical expertise.
1: You know, keep coming I, back to this. I know, and it's weird. I feel like... I, I'm with you where I feel like the Mandalorians returning to Mandalore is going to be a story element. But on the other hand, like, after we saw what the fuck happened to Mandalore what are they going back to? <laughs> you know yeah, what I like... mean? And why aren't they already, like, is it occupied by some other force or is it just uninhabitable? Like, I don't know. Like that Maybe is,
0: it's where Gideon has his laboratories.
1: That is the potential future story in Mando season three that really has started to fascinate me. Now that we're like a week past Boba and and as far as this big interconnected Mando Ahsoka book of Boba thing goes like thinking about where the story goes forward and that that's the thing that's kind of fascinating me currently
0: I think it's because the foundress teased me with the fact that his only redemption in her eyes is through you know taking a dip in the spas on Mandalore yeah like, so you gotta go there you, you gotta go. when are you gonna go there you clearly gotta go there like that's
1: all you, you know, definitely remember. don't have the armorer say that and not pay it off, right? He's definitely going there, 100%. But I do wonder, is it like... Because, I don't know, like just like you... And I can't even pinpoint the exact moment it happened, but having this idea of like, oh, they have to take back Mandalore from some opposing force has just kind of um, been where I thought it would go. But mm-hmm. then, like, after we saw that T2 fucking scene in Book of Boba, like, what opposing force is even going to want that place after what they did to it?
0: Uh, yeah, you're right.
1: I don't know. I'm The
0: really, other part of it is that there is this
1: element that exists in the zeitgeist,
0: I guess, from the EU, the old EU, of Boba Fett claiming the mantle of Mandalore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then we have, in canon... Now, you know, whoever, the, the, it's been put out there that who holds the Darksaber is the rightful, mm, what is it, like, leader or ruler or is Mandalore? Like, I don't know how you claim the title of Mandalore. Right. I don't, none of us do, but it's hinted at this concept, like, all of that. Oh, yeah. That the Darksaber has to be won by combat, that. He is really the only, you know, he's got a full suit of shiny Beskar. He uh, he had the saber. Like, he has acquired all these elements that make him seem, you know, destined for this mantle. And now, that could just be
1: us putting this pressure on it that doesn't need to exist. But it feels present. No, I think I think that is definitely, I mean, they're hitting it so hard with Bo-Katan and the armorer and din having the the dark saber it's at, that is 100% no doubt an element of the story in the future probably a big part of season 3 if i had to guess there's no doubt about that to me um so uh i do think that's where it's headed now thron's role in it i don't know i if i had to guess it's it is i don't think he's going to be helping them out i think it's going to be in a villain role but okay,
0: okay, remind me when Ezra and Thrawn disappeared mm-hmm. on the space whales. Was he in one of his imperial cruisers?
1: Yes, it's in a it's in a star destroyer.
0: So that's all the forces that he has
1: to begin with. Yeah, but it's been a little while, you know. Right, so and So I
0: fully admit he could recruit from the unknown regions and whatever, like enlist warlords to you know.
1: And remember the magistrate lady from the Ahsoka episode in season two knows where Thrawn is too. Like right. she, uh, clearly she knows because Ahsoka's like, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? So So he uh, has
0: ties to the known galaxy.
1: I feel like that you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. There's something as as yet unexplained with the whole them warping into the unknown regions. Dude. And the, the fact whole that people
0: concept and, and name of the unknown
1: regions, that's so mysterious. It's I almost
0: know. too mysterious. it's like guys.
1: Come I, on. Like Well, it's like I that's a big part of what I'm hoping to see in as in Ahsoka is them Exploring the unknown regions. It sounds like a fucking concept album, and you know I love a concept <laughs> album. You know it's exactly
0: what this <laughs> will
1: like. Witten, you knew I love a concept dim the lights
0: album. and put on the visualizer. Yep, yeah. on the black light.
1: Yeah. All right, uh, we got one more email. We'll call it a night. This is from Utah, 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 Dougie, Dougie. He wants to know what our thoughts and predictions for the following statements are. Uh, is Cad Bane really dead? I say no. No. Will Boba and Finnick leave the palace to Cobb, Vanth, and I think, Possibly. I think he'll leave it to Cobb. And the only reason I say he won't leave it to Chrysanthemum is I want Chrysanthemum to go along on the adventure too.
0: That would be cool. He's like the anti-Chewbacca.
1: Yeah. San- I love me some Santo. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Mando headed to get the rest of Grogu's armor forged? Uh, not by the armorer, is my thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying Grogu won't ever get any more Mandalorian armor, uh, but dude, I don't what know. What if
0: he attempts to forge it himself?
1: Oh, shit. Like when... Con. Uh, like when like in trial and error, in, like in in Highlander three, the final dimension when Connor McLeod faces off against the enemy in a, a holy place and because you're as a immortal, you're not supposed to fight somebody on holy ground. his uh, the blade of his katana fucking explodes and then he has to go reforge it himself. similar
0: to that, yeah, cool.
1: um will the pikes return in greater numbers? Uh, I think we might be kind of done with the pikes. If there's a season two of Boba Fett, I hope the antagonist is something besides the pikes.
0: I hope there's an army or or like, you know, some big pike that shows up in the first episode and Boba Fett just like squishes them. (laughs) Like, that's the end of the pikes. Like, not this season.
1: You guys want crispy, spicy tuna rolls? (laughs) That's him. (laughs) That's what he says. Because, you know, they're fish people. Um, did Luke have to send Grogu to be with Mando because he had an emergency that needed attention? What would draw him away? Now, I don't think... (laughs) Merchandising. Merchandising. I don't think... I'm sorry. I don't think... uh, Yeah, they were like, look, we've sold a lot of baby Yodas, but you guys need to think up something fucking fancy! I put the fucking car seat in this shit bring it together uh, you gotta think of something fancy so we can morph some move some more baby yodas and john Favreau was like a shiny shirt <laughs> give him a, a real shiny little shirt um i think he sent him away because he chose the shirt because he's wearing the shirt but i guess that is a a, a a story that could be the story when we catch up with luke next time he could be like Yo, sorry, I had to drop the kid off with his uh, with his real dad and uh, come help you out with your plumbing issue or whatever the fuck it turns out to be.
0: I still feel like he was following Ahsoka's advice. You know, she told him to trust his instincts, and I think yeah, that's exactly what he allowed Grogu to do. You know, trust your instincts, kid.
1: Um, so it could be... I mean, I guess that it could be something that happens, but I kind of feel like it's because Grogu was like, Oh, shit, give me that Hot Topic shirt. Uh, And that's what happened. It's like I miss my
0: dad. The one person that looked out for me and cared about me. Until Luke, obviously, but Luke's clearly not that attached.
1: Yeah. So, uh, that about does it for us this week, buddy. We got caught up on some stuff we missed. Yeah. And, um we're uh we're back into the swing of things regular old blue harvest episodes uh, at oh, least regular ass at least until obi-wan starts and then we'll have some friends showing up to talk about that when i and i, I wonder when uh, old bad batch is coming back i guess Ooh, the d bradley baker show featuring d bradley baker the d bradley baker batch <laughs> crikey <laughs> i'm d bradley baker and i'm wrecker and hunter and crosshair and uh <laughs> tech tick and uh, if you let me i do a mean omega <laughs> d bradley baker
0: i tried to do omega but they said no <laughs>
1: Um, so hey guys leave us a 5 star review on Apple Podcast if you haven't already makes us super happy check out the Patreon once again patreon.com slash Podcast. if you like our theme song be sure to check out the band who was kind enough to provide the music they're Stoned Cobra you can find them on iTunes, Spotify and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com And if you really like video games, check out the High Potion Podcast with me and our buddy Steve. It's a real good time. And until, until next week, when we, when we enter the podcasting unknown regions, which we have navigated many times before, right? Where we're like, sure hope something happens that we can talk about. Yeah, right. Until then, this has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Halls Burkhardt. And I'm Will Wood. May the Force be with you may the force be with all of you may the force be with
0: us